This is episode three of season two of this Simplify and Multiply show. And today I'll be talking with Shana Hartman. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. I swear this doesn't really feel like a job. I get to meet some of the coolest solopreneurs in the work that I do. And ever since I started this uh, show, I've really come across some even more amazing people who are doing some incredible things. And today's interview with Shana Hartman is no different. Now, Shana and I met in a closed Facebook group with a bunch of other business owners who are, you know, doing what we're doing. We're out there trying to grow our business, you know, get more sanity. Uh, into our lives so we can actually provide amazing service and results for our clients. And Shana is a, she's a self-care coach and a massage therapist, but she's also a full-time professor. And I love how she talks about how she got this, um, I don't want to diminish it by calling it a side hustle, but this new business that she's launched while doing, you know, being a mom and a wife and running her life as well as, you know, doing the work she's doing as a professor. And now she's got this wonderful uh, new business that she's been doing for a couple of years. And she's a, is a self-proclaimed teacher at her core. And she helps others meet their goals by taking better care of themselves. And it started through, you know, wanting to become a massage therapist. And she's expanded her business into this self-care aspect that I'm not kidding you. We need as solopreneurs to pay attention to this particular interview because there are things that, and I will be the first one to stand in line and say, I am doing this. I am not taking care of myself the way I would like to. And it's almost down to the nuances of what we're missing and how we're taking care of ourselves or not taking care of ourselves. Because Shana says in her uh, interview, you know, you can't fill someone from an empty cup. And I love that. I think that we need to really, especially if we're in a business where we're providing some type of hands-on care, whether it's physical therapy, uh, coaching, or some type of somatic practice where we're actually you know, really involved in the energy of the person we're serving, we really need to keep ourselves able to be able to do that, you know, by taking care of ourselves. And she talks a lot about that. So I want you to pay particular attention to the things that are in this interview, because I got a lot out of it, and I hope you do too. So let's go ahead and jump right into our interview with Shana Hartman. Hey, Shana, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I hope you are. Oh, I am. We just had a huge thunderstorm roll through and I was a little concerned that we wouldn't be able to do this because it was like hail and wind and it was going sideways. But that's what it's like in Florida. I tell you, I'm getting ready for a a wonderful summer season of lots of thunderstorms. So anyway, but it's been a great day and I'm so glad to have you here. So one of the things that I really am curious about you explaining to our listener 
is about your your business, your work, because you've got a lot of things going on. You've got a family, you've got so many things on the horizon that are coming. And just so we have some good context, if you could just kind of launch us into that and what's been going on in your work. Yeah. So um, I guess in an official capacity, I'm a full-time professor at a small private university. I teach English and I've been teaching in some capacity for 20, going over 20 years. And um, about six years ago, I decided that I wanted to um, advance my education and get licensed in massage therapy. And it was very much uh, what might be deemed as kind of a selfish thing. I just wanted some time and this is something I love massage. I've always enjoyed massage. And it was something that my husband and I talked about as maybe would be a great thing to have on the side for income in retirement, not really knowing uh, in the current time what might come of it. And so finished that and started the practice in a very small way, again, just with zero expectation and just a very exploratory, uh, almost naive in a good way kind of attitude about it because I had my full-time job. So it wasn't something that I needed to quote do in order to earn income. So everything was just seen as, wow, this person asked for an appointment every time I got a new client. And then uh, that has been going well about two years now. And I've been in a couple of different settings for that. And Last fall, I really started to think about the massage business and my clients, and it's really now to the point where I'm having to work hard to schedule people um, because I do have such a good client base, given my part-time structure to it right now. And I stumbled upon just one of those things that either sometimes it's a book for people, this was a video for me, a message from another therapist on a social media platform. And she really started to talk to me as a body worker about, am I doing everything I can for my clients? And started to mention and get me thinking about the idea of adding coaching. And that has led me down the path of um, complimenting and um, somewhat taking over the massage business with this self-care coaching. And really the, the idea behind it um, fits perfectly with all of my kind of gifts that I have of working in online spaces. I do that a lot as a teacher and have a lot of background in curriculum and development and how to build things for people so that they feel like they're engaged, even though I'm not there with them face to face and not with them, you know, in synchronous time necessarily as well as really helping people connect with their bodies in a way that helps them have overall better health, less stress, all that kind of stuff. I was doing that work myself. And then to add that was has just been this really cool and interesting journey that I've gone on. And really just sort of a no brainer once it was introduced to me, right? Like, why am I not doing this? Um, I love helping people in the moment, but this can be something that can extend way beyond our time together, um, even in a conversation or on the massage table or um, online is something that they can uh, continue with and carry on and really develop a practice for taking care of themselves, which the whole universe needs to do a better job of. Um, yeah, no kidding. So, yeah. So now I'm on this solopreneur path. And again, just really trying to come at it from an exploratory perspective, but 
now that I've kind of gotten a little taste in building clients, um, I think similar to a lot of your audience members, I'm definitely having the, the, the all the things that come up and doubts and fears and am I doing it right and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's about where I am right now and how I got here. And I love that you were, you know, according to this video inspiration, so to speak, from another therapist, that you were so inspired to explore and expand what you were doing when you were pretty straightforward about going into uh, being an LMT and just focusing on massage. And that's often how it is. It's right. like once you're once your gifts and your skills were kind of like allowed to blossom, all of a sudden these new opportunities and new awarenesses were presented to you. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, why you feel that that's an important component to add to what you're doing with this somatic practice of, of working massage on yeah. your clients. Yeah. So typically when I go into a massage, I'm needing some relief of some sort. If it's just relaxation or I've got an actual physical pain point, whatever the case may be. And then I lay down on the table and that time on the table is you just exhale, everything changes and it's wonderful for that hour or hour and a half, whatever it may be. And then what do you do? You get up, you get dressed and you go on about your day. And there are certainly lasting effects, um, physiologically, actual <laughs> research-based lasting effects up to a couple of days. But typically you just get right back into your life and patterns and then, you know, a month, two, or if you're not in the best practice of, of that being a, a time away for you, years, and then you're dying and need to jump back on that table Um and the idea of adding the self-care coaching component, the support and accountability off the table is that we can carry and tap back into that relaxed, aligned, connected feeling beyond just that hour away. So just as an example, today I was in the car rider line and I thought, you know what, I've got five minutes of sitting in this not so wonderful place, what could I do with it that might allow me to just take a moment, get connected back with myself because I was, you know, slammed with the teaching side of my world and then zooming over here to this spot. And instead of just zooming, you know, out to the next thing, just tapping into the self-care stuff that I know is going to ground me down and just help me feel more me. And that's really, um, what this component adds is just remembering ourselves, connecting back to ourselves and using what I think is our best resources, us, to make decisions and make choices in our daily life that hopefully will lead to better overall mind, body, soul kind of health. And so you're almost your own lab rat in a lot of ways. Yeah. You, you take your own medicine, which is fabulous. Too. I have I have a hard time doing that. It's like I can give all this great marketing and business advice, but I'm so close to my own business that I can't see it sometimes for my yeah. own stuff. I wish I could take my own advice sometimes, but um, but that's how it is. That's human nature for you with our case of myopia. Yeah. Now we're just too close to see what's really going on sometimes with our stuff. So good for you for being able to bring that home so you can benefit from your own uh, observations and learnings in how self-care can really uh, benefit everything that you're doing. Well, and I need you know, my own accountability and support as well. And so throughout this practice, I realized like I need a coach. And so I actually have two right now that I tap into um, for various aspects of 
of the things that I feel I need that, yeah, just support and accountability for, because you're right, you can't see it because you're so close. Yeah, definitely. And we do, we need, it's, we need, especially if you're in the business of uh, hands-on work, energetic work, uh, somatic work, where you're actually working with someone physically and being able to like keep that energy separate. And mm -hmm. so you don't get so worn out by what your clients are bringing to you that you have to take care of yourself as a healer, as a teacher, as a guide. Yes. And those are, I think, more important for folks that are doing your type of work than somebody that's more uh, at a, a level where they're not doing that hands-on work. You know, like right. me, for example, I don't go and give my clients massages. Right. I give them mental massages yes. and then I, I smack them around a little bit sometimes if they need it. But <laughs> Yeah. And for my clients where it's just self-care, so I have several who don't live near close enough to do massage. And so we're just doing the self-care work alone. Um, there's still that you know, that it's called that transference where you can wind up taking on and really living and embodying the things that you're dealing with from the people that you're working with. So yeah, that separation is important. Um, I think like you're saying, when you're working with people so closely, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, and you may already have this, uh, but it's almost like you could have a program of self-care that's designed for people like you in that type of work. Right. And, you know, just making that accessible for them. So they're making sure that they're well. Um, I, I have a friend of mine who's a massage therapist, and she does a, a variety of different types of massages from cupping and this, that and the other. She has got an interesting practice. And she's like, you know, I, I get tired because I'm doing really deep tissue work. I'm, it's very physical. And, you know, it it physically wears her out as much as as it would energetically as well mm -hmm. and there's a point where you have to say i can only do so much every day or i can do so much only every week and so how do you balance that especially with your uh, professorship and the work you're doing at the university yeah i am learning how to do that <laughs> yeah i think it's with anyone who is trying to grow a business, you really have to have your vision clear of where you're trying to go and continually coming back to that so that the decisions you're making about how much work you're doing, how many clients you're seeing from someone like me and, and your friend, as you were saying, um, it's very difficult when you're in the work of serving others to say no to people who really need your help. But really recognizing that if you're not full and filled up, you are no good to those people. Even if yeah. you could squeak them in and sure, I'll make this exception. And, you know, and that could that trickles down into like your pricing and all that kind of stuff. When you really, really have a passion for helping people in whatever capacity you're doing it, that if you continue to kind of push away from your vision, um, that's where you're really going to get super tired emotionally, physically, mentally, all that kind of stuff. So I continually have to pull back and say, is this in line with what, you know, I want my business to be? It may not be there just yet, but is this what I see myself a year from now when, you know, this business has grown and it's, it's embodying the, the ideals that I have for it? Is that something that version of me is going to 
would be doing, right? Like, would my, yeah, sure, I can squeeze you in at eight o'clock at night. Like, that probably will not be something, a choice that I would make. And so learning to make those choices now so that you're planning and preparing for that future vision and setting yourself up. And it's difficult. It's a practice, not a perfect for sure in that capacity. But that's sort of the effort, at least the intention that I have for trying to maintain some sort of balance. And you know, that's really interesting. And I applaud you for that because there are so many business owners that because we want to be successful and grow our business, we take more than we probably should, or we take on clients or engagements that are taxing or that end up being problematic because we don't want to say no and we don't want to walk away from something that's going to help our business grow. And yeah. sometimes we don't have that foresight, you know, even if we are on tap with and aligned with our vision and reminding ourselves, is this, does this fit my criteria? Does this fit my agenda? And sometimes we need to take on those to actually expand yes. um, and, and evolve. We need those more challenging situations. I can remember doing an, a, a proposal for a client in an industry that I'd never um, really didn't know a lot about, honestly. And even though the work I do is, is customer centric and it's people centric and it's about relationships and communication, sometimes you need to know uh, a lot about an industry to really make sense of what that communication and marketing is all about. And I remember putting together this proposal and I was sitting there shooting myself down while I was putting it together because I, I felt this diminishment in knowing about the industry. And I had to really kind of step back and say, hold on a second, my expertise is in those areas I just mentioned. It's not in this particular industry, but that doesn't mean I can't get brought up to speed, that that Absolutely. client can't help me figure it out. And I ended up proceeding with it and just kind of like, you know, bravely white knuckling it saying, I'll just figure it out, you know, figure it out as I get in there. And I ended up winning the proposal and it ended up being a great uh, engagement that was beneficial for me from a growth perspective, as well as uh, for the client and the results that they were trying to get. And sometimes we do, we kind of have to push ourselves into the, I don't want to say out of our vision, but into uh, an uncomfortable place Yes, and to really see a, what we're made of and B that this could be like a new direction. You could take the business that could expand the possibility of who you could serve. Absolutely. And it's, that's part of the balance too, is you have an initial idea and a vision and things like that. And I know I've found myself um, already after, you know, preparing initial programs and coming up with what I wanted to offer and things like that already, you know, months later, just going, okay, I want to change this. Is that okay to change this? You know, I'm feeling something different or I'm, I'm seeing things that my clients want or other people could use that I think like you're saying would fit, you know, maybe it's a little outside, but I think I could help, you know, in that area and bring my expertise. So that uncomfortable usually does mean growth in some aspects. So finding, figuring all that out is definitely part of the journey. So I hear what you're saying for sure. Yeah. And it sounds like you've already kind of done that a little bit with expanding into that self-care from where you started. And I think that that's allowing you to really complement the massage and it gives you a little more diversity in your business. So you could actually learn more from your clients. And I wanted to ask you, what are a lot of the common things 
that uh, your clients are really needing help with in the area of self-care and just how they're managing through their life? So the majority of my clients are women, although my very first client was, this is part of the kind of come at you from the side that you weren't thinking about, was uh, a gentleman and um, kind of older, veteran, wonderful, was it happened to be a massage client and not someone that I necessarily had in my vision. But as soon as I shared the idea, yes, I went in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a lot of times people are coming at it thinking from a physical, they're, they're noticing the physical, I'm tired, I'm lacking energy, I am um, you know have pains throughout my body because I'm so stressed, tight, whatever. Some people have come with actual health goals like losing weight or getting stronger or things like that. Um, and, but mainly they feel a sense of not having control and just feeling like I kind of call it the ping pong ball in life that you're just mm. sort of feel like a victim and going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and just are looking at your day going, what happened? Where did the day go? And I got, you know, a lot of repeated quotes are, I didn't get anything done today, or I had a horrible day of eating and, and things like that. And those are really opportunities that I like to invite my clients to, to really re-examine those stories that we're telling ourselves. And so the self-care is mindset work that leads to actual action. So how do you want to feel at the end of your day? Uh, okay, I don't want to feel exhausted and like I got nothing done. Okay, so, you know, just talking through that and then, all right, what's one thing you could do tomorrow to set yourself towards making yourself feel accomplished for the day or energetic. And it may be as simple, sometimes it's as simple as drinking a glass of water before you start in on your coffee or whatever it may be. For some people, it's, I really want to stretch in the morning. For other people, it's, I really want to meditate or I really want to do some reading or some journaling, you know, just having kind of some me time in the beginning of the day so that you don't immediately feel like you're just doing what everybody else needs first. So really it's just, it's counterintuitive because our society tells us that we just need to give and give and do and do, but yeah. recognizing that you can't pour from an empty cup. And so self-care is not selfish. And so finding the things that work for them to help them feel like they're actually making choices, they're actually taking action and then seeing the results that they ultimately want, whatever they may be related to feeling good and feeling strong and feeling healthy and feeling whole as a person. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Season two of the Simplify and Multiply show is all about dealing with fears and unknowns in business. And no one knows the reality of staring fear in the face better than a solopreneur. That's why I created a community where solos could gather in a judgment-free safe space that is overflowing with people who are facing similar challenges unique to a solopreneur. We all need to support one another and I can't think of a more positive environment than that of solo professionals growing their businesses. This is why I created the 
the Simplify and Multiply Peer Club. If you are a solo, no matter where you are in your business, starting out or leveling up, I invite you to join us in the Peer Club for the support, the community, and the inspiration solo professionals need to thrive. Visit simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up to be part of this very special group. And I love that you're doing mindset work with uh, within your coaching aspect because that's something that I found incredibly powerful working with the clients I have. Because oh, yeah. uh, a lot of them have the same, like that example I gave you about that proposal I did, they're already limiting themselves before they even get in the door uh, with a lot of their potential and what they can really do. And sometimes you do have to do that kind of like shift in their perspective uh, with our clients to help them really see what's possible. And I know that with any type of uh, body work or things that we're doing for ourselves, whether it's dieting or exercising or what have you, if it doesn't fit into their lifestyle, it's not something they're going to be able to sustain. So how do you help them address that? So if they are taking on new behaviors that you're helping them coach, you know, you're coaching them through, uh, how do you help them sustain that and make that into a lifestyle or allow them to have that as part of their lifestyle? Yeah. So one is, is simple action steps. So if you're going from zero, you know, and you want to run a half marathon, you're not going to go out tomorrow and run even five miles or three miles. Probably you're going to start with a one mile walk maybe, or a half mile walk, right? So it's really one degree shift. So what is one tiny tangible easy to check off what feels really light. So using, I ask my clients to use their body when we come up with suggestions or ideas. And usually that first thing that pops up when we say something like, well, what sounds like something doable to help you towards, you know, fill in the blank goal and whatever that first thing is that just pops up. Yes, that's the one because your body gave you that for some reason, your mind gave you that and just going with that and then seeing it really as a playful thing and exploration so that then the next day, if I didn't drink my glass of water or I didn't go on my half mile walk, it's not the end of the world, right? There is another day or if there's time left in the day, can you still do that thing in some way, shape or form, you know? So letting the barriers um, come down where if it didn't happen exactly the way or in the exact manner that you initially thought, is there another way you could come at it? So just part of that mindset work. So simple one degree shifts. We're not saving the world in one day. You're not going from whatever behaviors you've had for how many ever years of your life to suddenly completely being a different person. Like you're saying, it's got to be something that feels light and a part, something you can adapt. And then once you get it going kind of over half the time, then that's saying you're going, okay, this is kind of what I do now. And then that would be a time to maybe add something else. So if yeah, you're starting so it kind of with, becomes the norm for them. Yeah. Yes. And really recognizing too, that change, this is what change looks like, that change is difficult, but, and you're going to have an initial kind of physiological, like, woo, woo, hi, <laughs> kind of thing. It's that whole cliche of <laughs> in the month of January, everybody's, all the treadmills are covered, you know, in the gym. <laughs> and then by February, they're completely, you know, gone. Everyone's 
um, motivation has been depleted, there's actually physiological evidence of why that happens. So our body sends off all these endorphins when we want to make change and do something different. Um, it's when that comes down, that's when you're actually changing kind of at the cellular level. And that's when you're really changing how your body is reacting and making the real long lasting change. So you have to stick through that part. Um, and so that's, that's where the support and accountability really comes in for my clients. So it's really easy to get started. It's much harder to stay with it. And that's why I think having some kind of group or like you're doing with your podcast and, and um, your peer group and things like that. It's so important. I, we can't do it all ourselves. It's impossible. Yeah, There's no way. Definitely. That's one of the, yeah, that's one of the things that I, which is why I did create this show as well as the peer club um, is, is solopreneurs need that camaraderie at peer to peer. Like you and I, we're both business owners and being able to, to talk about, you know, how business sucks a lot, (laughs) but also how great it is too. And I think that that's really important, especially for a lot of people who are working uh, in home-based business uh, environments as opposed to having an office. Okay. So I wanted to shift gears for a second and bring us back to this particular season's topic, which is dealing with fears and unknowns in business. And I know I, on a almost pretty regular basis, I'm dealing with some type of fear or unknown in my business. And with everything that you've been exploring and expanding in your particular business, especially with being a full-time professor, uh, how are you dealing with it? And what are some of the things that you do to help yourself navigate that? So my biggest fear would be just not making this business work. And the, the bottom line of that is not getting the clients that I need to expand it and build it in the way that I think I can <laughs> and, and want to. Yeah. So um, it has been a really interesting journey to find that balance, like we were talking about earlier, of I have this vision and I want to put the pedal to the metal and do all the things that are going to allow me to meet that, that goal, that vision. So, you know, just if it's 20 clients, you know, whatever the number is or whatever the goal is, that kind of thing, really going and build, bringing the energy of that's my vision and what can I do next? And what can I do next? And what can I do next? balancing that because that can very quickly lead to burnout. And if it's not action, more doesn't always equal more, (laughs) right? Yeah. So or better, right. Or better. (laughs) Yeah. So one of my coaches definitely talks about that, like more action does not necessarily lead to your results, but aligned action. So really asking myself and actually lately I've been trying to what I call just let it rest. So if I've created something, put something out there, um, a lot of my business has been built through social media so far. And I posted something, for instance, there definitely have been times where I'm fearful, you know, did anybody look at it? Is anyone interested? Has anyone left a comment? Has anyone emailed me because they're excited, right? So you can enter down that. And it's definitely a practice for me. And one thing um, that has been helpful is to say, 
what am I seeking right now? Am I seeking approval? Am I trying to feel validated? Do I want, you know, what do I, what am I after? And is that the way I want to get it? Do I want to be constantly refreshing, refreshing, refreshing on my phone? Or do I want to go and, oh, I don't know, grade my papers that I need to get done? <laughs> or do I want to go sit yeah. with my family, <laughs> you know, for a few minutes um, at the end of the day and just do whatever, chill out or, or whatnot. So starting to ask better questions of the choices that I'm making in regards to um, marketing and building a client base, while at the same time, being open. So the fact that I'm on this podcast right now was really just being open to exploring a simple Facebook group, and then boom, there you were, Terry. Hey, asking about you <laughs> know potential guests. So you know it's it's really finding that balance. But that felt light, you know, in that moment. My body, I wasn't stressed or wasn't going. Oh, let me find the thing that's going to be the magic bullet. So the fears are there, but they're my gremlins trying to say, "Hey, you're being a little crazy. This feels a little unsafe." <laughs> but usually on the other side of that, if I can work through it and I help my clients do this too when they're trying new things, if you can get on the other side of that, usually that's where magical, wonderful things you couldn't even have visioned or thought of will happen. Well, I love that and I love how you kind of walked us through that because I do the same thing. I mean, sometimes I find myself getting a little caught up in the the validation theory of going online. I think that's the, that's the trap of social media. You know, yeah. it's so easy to uh, get caught up in that. And I love a lot of the groups that I'm in, and I'm always out there trying to help people, offer suggestions, and give feedback when asked. And I love that part of it because I think that that's where you can tr create true value and true community and help people because everybody's on a different spectrum. So mm -hmm. if there's something I can contribute to someone who perhaps is just getting in business or learning some type of new software or Facebook advertising or whatever it is, I'm more than happy to do that. There's no one way to do anything. But when you get contribution from people who have kind of bang their way through it. If it can save you a little headache along the way, then I'm all for that. Right. And I love how you um, you actually have the wherewithal to stop for a moment and ask yourself that, you know, question, is this really serving me? And I think a lot of us don't do that. You know, we don't ha have that discipline to catch ourselves. And because we're getting reward, we're getting those endorphins from the social media experience or whatever it is, if we're delaying something that we should be working on for a client or something mm -hmm. that is work related or even personal related. So I appreciate you, uh, you kind of sharing that because that is something that we all struggle with definitely. Yeah. So now one of the things that um, I did uh, want to ask you is if you have any special little freebie for our audience to take advantage of. And I think you do. So why don't you I tell do. me about that? Yes. Yeah, so one of the things that I would imagine a lot of people who are doing this business, this work on their own is you do, you get in the energy of the flow of getting work done and it's really difficult to stop. And a lot of times when we continue to push and push, your body is amazing and will let you continue and continue until 
you hit that wall. And oftentimes that's when something in your business might break or go wrong or be, you know, you delete something because you're just, you're doing it, but you're not really focused and you're not really coming out of that aligned action or you get sick. And my goodness, people, if we get sick, that's our business, right? There's no, oh, Sally can pick it up for us yeah. down the hall. We, there is no Sally. This is it. We, we are it. And so, <laughs> taking, true. you know, we don't have paid leave and, and things like that. So it's really, really crucial that you have an opportunity and allow yourself to um, take a moment and what I call ground down and just pause for a minute. So this is really helpful when you're spinning something around in the tornado brain moment and I just, you're not sure what to do or what should be next, or you're just ping ponging back and forth. And so I share with my clients, when in doubt, ground it out. And one tool that we use to help us do that is a body scan. And so I am um, allowing people to have a free body scan for me. It's kind of a, a mix of a meditation, but it's really just walking yourself through your body and seeing if any signals, if your body's telling you anything. And that can sound a little woo-woo to people who haven't done that work before, but it's simply just turning an internal eye and really examining what's going on. Is your heart racing? Are your forearms tingling because you've been sitting at the computer for hours? And then it's really, it suddenly becomes really simple what you should do next. Usually it's, a, I need to get up and just go do a lap around my house or, you know, up and down the stairs or just stand and walk to the kitchen for a minute and just take a pause. And it can literally be a minute. But that quick just reconfiguration, so to speak, will do wonders for you immediately with whatever it is that you're, you're working through and also in the long term. So this is that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is available to you guys. If you go to shanahartman.com backslash simplify, you'll have really simple instructions on how to get access to that body scan and you can save it, listen to it over and over again. And I really think it can be one of those absolute small one degree shifts that can do wonders for you. Oh, that's fabulous. Thank you so much for offering uh, our listener that uh, body scan. That's going to be something really, I, can't, I actually can't wait to go and get it myself because that is something that I definitely need to do more of. And, you know, because I try to schedule things in my day, like go for a walk and do this and, you know, make sure I'm eating right and being hydrated, you know, the basics. But there's other things that something could happen where it would just kind of make me go a little sideways. You know, it could be a, a, you know, a client needing something that I wasn't planning around or somebody, I, who knows? I mean, it could yeah. be any number of things. And just having that small, powerful tool of just doing a that check-in, that body scan of yours can actually like help me kind of reconnect and say, all right, let's just take that moment. And we're just not trained to do that. I know right. I'm not. So uh, thank you for that. And yeah. um, I'll have that on the show notes page. So anybody who uh, missed that can just go to the show notes page for this particular episode and grab that. And thank you uh, for, for putting that together for us, because I think yeah, that's going to really help a lot of uh a lot of us solopreneurs out there that are just doing everything on our own. 
So uh, Shana, I want to ask you, uh, let's wrap this uh, great conversation up with uh, two of my favorite questions. And the first one is, what in your business would you like to simplify? I think I would like to simplify the or create a more simplified structure for kind of sharing um, the free content that I share in the various spaces that I share in. So having um, a little bit stronger intention and plan for, okay, this month, you know, at the beginning of the month, I'm going to post, do a live video in my Facebook group. And then I'm going to take that live video and repurpose it in, you know, an Instagram post. And then I'm going to, you know, having and having the um, subject of that content. So I think just um, giving myself a clear plan for that is something that I would like to simplify. It's happening right now, but not in the most intentional and simplified way that I think it could as you teach. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of us we want things to be simpler and easier for us, but we end up in order to try to make it simpler, we end up complicating it. Yes. <laughs> I've fallen into that trap myself so many times. You have no idea. <laughs> so, and then the second question is what in your business would you like to multiply? I think this work needs to be everywhere in the universe. I love when you see that quote of like, if you could teach every second grader had to like breathe and meditate, we would banish all <laughs> ill doings and war within a generation. Um, so really changing the story that we tell ourselves that we have to keep doing so much. So I just really want more people to be exposed and to really buy into the idea of making sure you're, you're filled up and the things that help bring you joy and keep your passion going, then allows you to share your gifts with others in much more full, um, powerful way than coming at it from a place of depletion. So I just want that message to continue to go out more and more and more to more and more people. I just want the ripple effect to happen. I love it. I love it. I and I second that I would like to multiply that as well. So uh, Shana, thank you so much for being here. I may be dragging you back on the show in future seasons uh, to see how your business is evolving. I'm so excited about I'd where you're headed. And uh, if anybody wants to check Shana out, you can find her at shanahartman.com. And she is all over the social sphere. Plus, I have lots of links to her good stuff uh, on the show notes page. So be sure to hit that up and check her out. So Shana, thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate everything you're doing to help expand the universe and create more joy for everybody that you come in contact with. Awesome. Thank you. I enjoyed it so much. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. 
That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.